0: Money FM 89.3 Best of Weekends.
1: Jason Dacey is on Facebook Live with us. Uh, Jason, of course, journalist with ABC News and the founder of Cockatoo Media, the former host of this show.
0: Happy Sunday, Glenn. Good morning to you and all the Money FM listeners.
1: Uh, Great to see you again, my friend. And tell us about this. Man, this is a great news story for Australia, isn't it?
0: It really is, Glenn. Of course, uh, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia, had the dream of uh, bringing Australians together from all states and territories at the Christmas table, which is just over or less than a month away now. Uh, And that Mm. dream looks like it's going to come to fruition with most of the state and territory borders being open now to just about everybody. And the big news where I am in in Queensland, uh, which is, of course, the holiday destination for many Australians, is that from December the 1st, which is uh, coming up this week, we will see people from Sydney and Victoria being allowed to enter the state without um, hotel quarantine. And the physical state border that we've seen over the last few months is actually coming to an end. Mm. So it's very, very good news uh, for people looking to have holidays, whether it's the Gold Coast, whether it's the Great Barrier Reef whether it's somewhere else in Queensland.
1: This is going to be a huge sigh of relief for the tourism industry, right? Because it was really hammered a little bit earlier in this year. And now finally, I would imagine many people involved in that industry are seeing some light at the end of a very long and dark tunnel.
0: Very much so, Glenn. Not just uh, the Gold Coast, which many Singaporeans uh, are familiar with, but far north Queensland. Uh, This week I was uh, covering the story for ABC News. And uh, just minutes after... Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk announced that the uh, borders would be reopening. A lot of the uh, tourist operators in Cairns and Townsville were taking calls with bookings uh, from (laughs) Sydney and Melbourne. So uh, it's a very, very good news story because we... Have the highest unemployment rate here in the state of Queensland compared to any other state, including wow. Victoria, where we saw the the worst cases of uh, coronavirus. So, good news, uh, much needed good news for economically for the state of Queensland and Australia in general.
1: This uh, this stat that I was reading twenty eight days without a new local uh, transmission in Victoria State means that basically they are COVID free, and what a difference that story is now compared to just a couple of months ago.
0: Yeah, in fact, we just heard uh, today, it's now 30 days without any coronavirus case, which is remarkable when you think just three, four months ago, we were getting seven and 800 cases, new cases per day in Melbourne. It went into a second lockdown and people in Australia's second biggest city have been doing it very, very tough. But uh, now things are opening up. I've got friends uh, in, in Victoria who are already planning holidays up here in Queensland. But we did check uh, the in the sewerage uh, a couple of places, including Geelong, which is a well-known hmm. city just South of uh, Melbourne, there are traces of COVID nineteen within the sewerage there, so it's uh, a bit of a concern, but not a huge concern. And it's remarkable the way that uh, Victoria has turned things around, given what they were facing just uh, you know a few months ago.
1: What do we know? Uh- about what is going to be next for Australians when it comes to uh, being careful not to restart any uh, any next wave. We've seen in Japan. We've seen in Korea. We've seen in other places the ups and downs of second and third waves. Is there, is there talk throughout the country about, OK, this is how we need to stay safe going forward?
0: A little bit, yes. I mean, Western Australia is still uh, closing its border to some of the states, including Victoria and uh, New South Wales. So they're being a bit cautious about that. The big question is about when are we going to open our international borders? And there are a lot of Australians who are stranded overseas who want to come home for Christmas. And that's a big issue. We are seeing many of them traveling to near Darwin and, and, and doing their Quarantine there before moving on to other parts of Australia because a lot of the uh, big cities here have been stressed. We've seen flaws in the hotel quarantine system. We had an inquiry into the Melbourne hotel quarantine system. In fact, it was a breach in the South Australian hotel quarantine system that led to a bit of an outbreak there. So Adelaide's become a bit of a concern. Uh, The question is when can Australia reopen? Um, our international borders, because we really do rely a lot on the countries around us, especially, you know, for international students who a lot sure. of them haven't been able to come back for the year. Yeah. Uh, so that's a big question. But from a personal point of view, Glenn, I'm from Sydney, as you know, and I'm happy because it means that I'm able to go and visit my mum, who's uh, 85 living in Sydney and I haven't seen it for the entire year. So wow. there are little stories like that where people are able to get together with family members and um, you know have a good time over the holidays.
1: I've seen some people from Singapore have been able to travel to Australia, to uh, Sydney and other places. What do we know about travel restrictions let's say somebody's thinking about going to australia for a holiday is it clear from singapore is it clear what those rules are looking like now is is everyone not allowed because like i say i know a couple of people that have that have gone recently
0: well, it's still that uh, rule of 14 days in hotel quarantine for anyone traveling internationally, and that's uh, across the board. But Prime Minister Scott Morrison has been holding these national cabinet meetings every Friday with all the premiers uh, from the different states and territories. And they are talking about ways of you know, opening up Australia into 2021, and perhaps we are going to see certain... Uh, Countries like Singapore, whether it's Taiwan and other parts of of, uh, Southeast Asia and Asia that have uh, responded well, there will be selective bubbles like New Zealand, for example. Mm. I think there is uh, now safe passage between uh, New Zealand and Australia. So that's a a very positive thing at uh, at the moment. But it's going to take some time because we've seen spikes in countries that had uh, handled the pandemic very well. For example, Japan, with uh, the numbers there looking quite concerning. And I know South Korea's had more cases than before as well.
1: So if somebody was looking to take an extended holiday a month or more, it might be worth it, right? Because you're going to have to do the two weeks in quarantine. But then, of course, you know when they get back here to Singapore, they're going to have to do some stay home notice as well. So that's a big investment. Yeah, it's probably not that attractive <laughs> yet. You know, I,
0: as you know, I'm still a Singapore permanent resident, yeah. and I love uh, coming back to Singapore. And I haven't been there since, um, I think, January. And even for people like me who, who work in Australia, I have Cockatoo Media, my company, and I need to get to Singapore. But I'm not able to travel because the prospect of doing hotel quarantine on both ends is not that attractive. Yeah. Uh, but it is a, a question going forward. I think for everybody in the business community within Asia Pacific about exactly when this regional travel will be allowed and just how broad that will be.
1: Yeah. And and but in the meantime I I would imagine that everyone's kind of breathing a sigh of relief, huh?
0: Yes, indeed Glenn. You know, today I drove down, I did my weekly uh, Trip to the Gold Coast. It's about uh, fifty-five minutes from my place here in Brisbane to the Gold Coast, and I just jumped in the surf there at Southport <laughs> Beach, and I was just thinking, how lucky are we here in Queensland that we're able to do this? Because uh, there are so many parts of the world. Of course, you know your country, the US, is yeah. uh, having the Thanksgiving weekend, and all sorts of uh, predictions about how dire the uh, the wave will be there. But uh, life here is uh, really good. You know, we're very, very grateful the fact that Australia's the world's biggest island. Uh, sometimes that's been a bit of a detriment to us and a bit of a, a drawback, but mm. when a pandemic's happening, <laughs> it means that effectively we can stamp things out and, and still enjoy a really good standard of living. Yeah. And of course, this opening of the borders is the next step. And from a family perspective, we're, we're planning to drive um, south of the border into New South Wales over the uh, January period during school holidays and mm. see some relatives that we haven't seen for a long time. And so this is something that we're all very excited
1: about. I would imagine there will be many other- people on the road there with you as you're traveling to go see your relatives. <laughs> <For> sure, <laughs> so for good, sure. good luck. Let's hope, that, let, let's hope that road rage isn't the next byproduct of, of the post-pandemic <laughs> the world. We're very
0: busy coming back from the Gold Coast, Glenn. So yes, um, get the bookings in early. That's that, that's my motto.
1: Well, we will certainly hope too that we'll have some good news in coming uh, weeks and month or whatever that uh, the international students will be allowed back, the Singaporean students will be allowed back into Australia and as well as others. Uh, so uh, that that's an, our next milestone we'll hope to talk to you about.
0: Thanks very much, Glenn, and have a, a wonderful Sunday.
1: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at
0: moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.